Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hey, rich girls. Hey, it's your girl Candice, and I have something super special to share with you guys. Throughout the podcast, I heavily discuss how important it is to pray, manifest, and speak the things you want into existence. With that being said, on Thanksgiving weekend, 2021, I will be releasing the Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. The first step in creating wealth is to believe that you're worthy of it. The second step is to purchase these Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. These cards will help you unlock the potential for wealth. I am living proof that these cards work, and I'm so excited to share them with you guys. These cards aren't just a wonderful thing to gift yourself. They're also a perfect gift for that rich girl in your life who might just need an extra nudge in the right direction. I cannot wait for you guys to get these money mindset affirmation cards in your hands and continue the journey to being a rich girl. Toodles. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl, Candice, and I will be your host as usual. I am so, so excited for this episode because it is Valentine's Day. Woohoo! It's love day. Um, and we're going to get into some juicy, juicy self-love topics today. So we're going to start off like we always start off. First of all, welcome back to the OG Rich Girls. I appreciate you returning and pulling up to the Rich Girls table each and every Monday. Secondly, we're going to welcome the new rich girls to the to the rich girls table. Hello and welcome. If you are new here, this is the rich girls playground. Here is where we come to talk all things finance and women and self-love and advocating for ourselves and careers and just all things that have to do with how our finances directly impact almost everything else in our life from mental health to emotional health to physical health and all these different things, right? So with that being said, welcome. You are in the right place if you are a motivated woman, if you are someone who is continuously trying to show up as the best version of yourself, and if you are someone who is trying to prioritize your finances and essentially get your finances in order, this is the place for you. This is a safe space for us. And If you are new here and this is your first episode, please, I fully encourage you to go back, start at season one so you can hear my story, so you can hear why I think I'm even equipped to talk about this stuff with you guys, right? Like, where did I come from and why do I feel like I have this knowledge set, right? You'll get all of that in season one, so make sure you guys head on over and binge season one and two, why not, while you're here, but (laughs) anyway. We are, it is Monday, February 14th. It is Valentine's Day. It is Love Day. And for me, this is a really, really special day. So for those of you who may not know, I am recently engaged and I'm ecstatic. I got engaged to the love of my life on Thanksgiving of 2021. 
And our anniversary is actually on Valentine's Day. I know it's really weird. Like people like to stay away from the holidays as it relates to like engagements and things like that. But I am over the moon to be engaged to the love of my life. He could have proposed on a random Tuesday. It didn't matter. I was saying yes. But today isn't just love day. It isn't just Valentine's Day for me. It is our anniversary and I'm so excited to celebrate. So we actually celebrated this past weekend. So we're going to keep it kind of chill today. But I wanted to make sure that I bought you guys a very special episode for Valentine's Day because for me, Valentine's Day is not just a romantic thing. And I will take you guys back to, let's say, 2011, 2012, where I started this ritual, right? Well, I didn't start it per se, but me and my homegirl started a Galentine's Day uh, ritual where, you know, whether we had a, a partner or not, we made sure that the week of Valentine's Day, we selected a night to get together and hang out, have wine, go out for dinner, like something fancy, get dressed up. And we gave each other Valentine's Day gifts. And so for me, Valentine's Day wasn't always this romantic thing with a romantic partner. I always celebrated Valentine's Day, even down to being single with no Valentine. Like I would go buy myself some flowers. I would go buy myself some fancy wine. I would have my Valentine's Day night or Valentine's night with my homegirls and we celebrated it. I'm someone who celebrates everything pretty much. So I find any reason to celebrate and what better reason than self-love because we haven't always been in this space of self-love, right? We haven't always had the self-love that we have for ourselves right now today. And who knows, it may continue to evolve, right? Like you could feel like you love yourself to the maximum degree, but you could still love yourself more. And so I am a huge advocate of self-love. I don't feel that you are able to give someone else all of you until you have fully accepted yourself, until you fully learn to love yourself. And the craziest thing about it is, look how I'm going to tie this together to finances, right? (laughs) The craziest thing about it is that Self-love, right? Taking care of your finances is actually self-love and self-care. Positioning yourself to be financially free, financially stable, or just financially better than you were last year is self-love. And so because it's Valentine's Day and there's so much to celebrate besides just having a romantic partner, right? We we need to celebrate the love of ourselves, the love that we have for ourselves, for our minds, for our bodies, for our vibes, because admit it, like you're a vibe. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you are a vibe. Like you are a super popping young lady. Like you know what you want. You go after what you want and you feed yourself these good things. You listen to these great podcasts. You read these great books. You hang around people who feed your soul, right? And romantically, you're not going to settle. You're not settling for anyone. That isn't every last thing that you want. So I found it just appropriate to talk about self-love and how your finances impact your self-love. 
because it's Valentine's Day and everybody doesn't have a partner and everybody doesn't want a partner, right? I could sit up here and talk about relationships and that could have been the episode, right? And that's cool. But we need to talk about how much we love ourselves. At some point or another, we'll get back into relationships as it relates to finances, right? And we'll get down into the nitty gritty. Because we've already talked about cuffing season. We've already talked about having to have those uncomfortable conversations about finances because we have to have uncomfortable conversations about finances, right? And so we'll get back into relationships. But right now, today, Valentine's Day, we're going to talk about the love we have for ourselves. Because that's really where it starts. That's really where it starts. And so when it comes down to financial fitness, right? It is a form of self-love. It is financial fitness, positioning yourself to be financially fit is a form of self-love. When you take the, the energy to learn how to save money, right? You are sending a strong message that you are excited for the future. So as I was doing my research, right, I read that statement. It said, by taking time and energy to learn and grow and save your money, you are sending a strong message that you are excited and confident in your future. So financial fitness is self-love because you have essentially told 10 years from now, you, you have said to that woman that you are excited for her, that you are going to be dedicated now so that she can live comfortably. You are going to dedicate yourself now. You're going to learn. You're going to make the mistakes so that the woman that you are five years from now, three years from now, 10 years from now is living comfortably, is living the life of her dreams. That's what we deserve. The foundation of this podcast is to, to help women realize that they can have it all. That we don't have to choose between the bag and the house. That we don't have to choose between the career and the marriage and the family. That we don't have to choose between anything because whatever it is that we want and whatever it is that we put our minds to, we can have. And so, yeah, it does start with financial fitness at some times, sometimes in our journey. Some journeys are about pulling yourself up out of depression. Some journeys are about getting yourself back into a healthy state and getting fit. Some journeys are about getting your, just getting your mental health in order. Going back to journaling, going back to therapy, right? Sometimes going to therapy is the journey. I cannot tell you guys how long it took me to find the right therapist. I was like freaking Goldilocks out here. It's all a journey. But if you remember correctly, the foundation of being able to serve yourself in that particular way is to be financially fit. Almost everything costs. And if you don't have the money for something that you need, that is going to cause a ripple effect in life. 
when we are not able to meet our needs, we cannot show up as the best version of ourselves. So yes, when I say that getting your finances together is a form of self-love, this is what I mean. Being able to afford the therapy, being able to afford the gym membership and the trainer, being able to afford to go shopping at particular stores so you can get the really great and fresh produce. All of this is self-care and the foundation of all of this is ensuring that you got your bag together. Period. So people, I remember having this conversation with a group of people and saying like, you know, financial freedom is self-care and oh you know that we went down a rabbit hole about how money doesn't make you happy and you know money is not is not the end-all be-all I get that trust me when I tell you there are so many things that I have to do for myself that have absolutely nothing to do with money that keep my mental health where it needs to be I journal it is free to sit at my desk and journal for 30 minutes I pull up YouTube videos of mixed fit classes. It is free for me to bust a move in my living room. It's absolutely free. And all of these things are great for my mental health. However, having the money to be able to show up for a friend who is in need is why I need to be financially free. Having the money to take a spur of the moment trip with a friend who just needs to get away is part of the reason I need to be financially free. Sending a friend flowers if I know they had a rough week. And I say this to you ladies with with the greatest intent, there was a point in time where I did not have it. Where I would tell a friend who was in need to come over and take a shot because what I did have is a bottle of alcohol at my house. Might only be two or three shots in there, but hey, we're gonna take them and I hope you feel better. These days, I can make a much bigger impact in my friends' lives when they are going through something. It's not just about, now we can still take shots, (laughs) but it's not just about that, right? So the reason we're going to talk about self-love and financial fitness and all of that on this beautiful Valentine's Day is because I need you to understand that when I decided to get my finances together, I was also deciding to love on myself a little harder. I didn't want to struggle. I didn't want to be surprised when I opened up my checking account and saw overdraft, right? I didn't want to ask anybody for money when I was making money and I just didn't have the the money management skills to do right by myself and by my wallet. I didn't want to keep emotionally spending when they had absolutely nothing to do with my long-term goals. I wanted a home. I wanted to be able to afford to do nice things for myself, spa days and get my hair done on a regular basis, any style I wanted and to get my nails done on a regular basis and to get my waxes and to buy the fancy groceries. I wanted to be able to show up for myself. Ultimately, isn't that what financial freedom is about? Showing up for yourself, showing up for you. No longer allowing yourself to be a victim of just bad money management. I'll tell you, a handful of my clients call me and, and, and book consultations with me. And the first thing a lot of them say is, I make really good money. I just don't know how to manage it. I just don't know where it's going. I end up broke at the end of the month somehow or after every check, I, I really don't have too much left over. It's money management, people. 
It's money management at the end of the day and money management and getting yourself financially fit and financially free is self-care. So happy Valentine's Day. I knew you probably thought you probably thought we were going to talk about relationships and broke men. And no, (laughs) we're talking about us and our self-love and how we love on ourselves and how financial wellness is all part of that. Okay, people love to talk about like, oh, self-love is, you know, a nice hot bubble bath. And listen, I'm the first one to say self-care. Self-care is not expensive. Self-care is not expensive. If you take a walk, you will literally boost your energy. and, And if it's sunny out, get you some vitamin D. There is so much that you can get out of just taking a walk. But then there's self-care and self-love that's expensive. Right. Depending on the city that you live in, if you decide to spend a day, if you decide to book a spa day, I'm talking facial, massage, wax, mani, pedi, hair, lashes, brows, all of that. Right. In one day you spend in a grip, but you deserve to spend that grip. (laughs) You deserve, baby. You deserve to spend that money on whatever type of spa shit you like, whatever it is that floats your boat. I don't care what you like to do. You should be able to afford to do it. Period. Period. Now, let's talk about some ways that your finances are impacting your self-love. This is going to hurt a little bit, so I hope y'all ready. (laughs) We're going to jump into why your finances and lack thereof, right? Your financial wellness and financial fitness and lack thereof impacts your self-love. Now, let's talk about the ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) whoever out there is listening. Let's talk about the people who spend to feel better. Y'all can't see me right now, but I just raised my hand. (laughs) Sometimes I spend, I'm an emotional spender, y'all. Sometimes spending on something makes me feel real good. And I'll be honest, it's psychological. It's definitely shit that I don't need. (laughs) It is absolutely shit that I don't need, but right. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. And and what I've noticed in my financial freedom journey is that when I think about a purchase, right, they tell you that trick is to put something in your car and leave it there for seven days. And if you come back in seven days and don't want it or you're not feeling that same pizzazz that you were feeling when you first put it in your cart, then you shouldn't get it. I tried that. Seven days later, I still wanted the skirt. And so I got the leather skirt. It just is what it is. It made me feel better. So emotional spending looks like this. One random Tuesday last year, I had a very rough day at work and I was just feeling down and I had this goal right in mind. Um, I actually, let me tell y'all, I actually do a Christmas fund every year. So I put money in a separate account to buy Christmas presents with. And so 
that particular, and this is important to me because I like to gift the people in my life, the people that I care about, nice gifts. And, and when I say nice gifts, I mean thoughtful gifts. I mean things that I know that they will use, things that I know that they're going to enjoy, things that I know that are going to make their face light up, right? These are the type of things that I like to buy for my people, for my tribe. And so I started a Christmas fund some years ago where I just put sent some money to an account that I don't really use. And that's the money I use for Christmas presents. And so I typically will start Christmas shopping like in July or something like that. Well, this Tuesday when I got off work, I wasn't in a particular mood to uh, be mindful of what I spent. I just wanted to go spend. And unfortunately, by mistake, I took out the wrong card and I charged it to my Christmas fund account. Now, this isn't a big deal, right? I could just move some money from my other account into the Christmas fund account. But it just lets you know where my mindset was, right? I absolutely should have known the difference or should have been able to to identify that I was pulling out the wrong card, but I was in such a frenzy, right? I allowed my mental to just take over and I just wanted to spend and I just wanted to buy all of these things out of Target. I think I bought like two welcome mats that night. And I remember my fiance saying like, well, why did you get two at a time? Like you're going to put that one out for you know, for the holiday season, like you could have just chilled out. And I was like, don't say anything to me. I, this is all things that I just wanted. I think I got like these electric salt and pepper grinders. I didn't need this, these things y'all emotionally spinning. So what I want y'all to know is this was last year. The, I still go through these things, right? I still go through these things. And so anyway, I identified very quickly that I was emotionally spending and I knew that I had to bring it in a little bit, right? Um, And I wanted to understand that about myself. Why am I emotionally spending, right? Like why? Like why is it that spending money on something or going to buy myself something shiny or pretty, right, is directly correlated with making myself feel better when in fact, I just need to kind of run through the day. Why did I let these things get to me, right? Was that was it that time of the month? Was I extra sensitive that day? Like, why was I allowing this to take me into such a different mindset where I just went in the store, pulled out any card and just, you know, spent a hundred, two hundred dollars and it was out of my Christmas fund and like, but why? Like, why? Why can't I just go in there and make sensible purchases? Because I allowed my emotions to take over. I allowed my emotions to take over and I spent because it was going to make me feel better. And I'll be honest with you guys, like this, this, this podcast is all about being transparent. I did feel better. I felt so good putting that new welcome mat out. Like it was just like made my night. I'm like, yo, I was pissed, but guess what? Like this made me feel better. (laughs) period. Using my new electric salt and pepper grinders made me feel so good. I was like, look how pretty. And all of that is fine, right? But that wasn't the plan for that money. And that's where the problem comes in, right? If I just randomly wanted to go spend $200 at Target, I can because I have a Target, uh, I have a target line on my budget sheet for myself because I love Target and I spend money there every month. And sometimes I even get groceries. So it's like a win win. Right. 
But that day there was no plan to spend a hundred or two hundred dollars in Target, but I allowed my emotions to take over so much that I went and spent it. It was okay. I moved some more money to that account. Everything was fine with the Christmas fund. Everybody got their Christmas presents, but it was a little bit of a weak moment for me. It was an area of opportunity for me. And my fiance knew I was going to blow a bag when I told him, hey, babe, I'm stopping at Target after work. He knew what time it was. He was like, yeah, she had a rough day. She about to go blow a bag, blow a check. And, you know, then she's going to be like, oh, I didn't need any of this stuff because he knows me that well. And it's true. I didn't need any of it, but it made me feel better. And we have to get a handle on that. You have to be able to go home on a night you had a rough day and say, like, I'm not going to go spend money. I'm going to go home, cook myself a nice meal, watch something funny on TV, get my mind off of things, meditate, do yoga, relax, listen to music, whatever it is that your vice is, pour a glass of wine, roll a J, whatever, whatever it is that your vice is like. Come home and just relax and do not allow your emotions to cause you to overspend and overindulge. So ladies, understand this, you don't have to spend, I'm not going to say you don't have to spend because sometimes we should spend to make ourselves feel better, but you don't have to sporadically or randomly spend to make yourself feel better. You can find ways to overcome a bad day and not necessarily go out there and overspend and dip into your move to, you know, money from your checking to your savings and your savings to your checking just to feel better. There are so many other things. And I challenge you today to think of those things. What makes you feel good? What can you come home and do after a rough day? That doesn't include going out to drink and spending money. That doesn't include going out to Target and spending money or just anywhere, Nordstrom's or anywhere. If that wasn't the plan, If in your financial plan on Tuesday night, you put go to Target and spend $200, then so be it. But don't allow that bad day to impact your financial goals and all that you have accomplished so far. Okay. Now, another thing that really impacts our self-love as it relates to finances is just really not understanding or even believing that we are worth so much more. (laughs) We are worth so much more. And so when you think about your career or when you think about your business and how much you charge, right? Understand that a lack of confidence on your part could definitely keep you broke. If you don't know what you're worth as far as your salary goes or your prices go for your products and your services, that could really be part of the problem. So self-love equaling confidence in this equation, right? You being confident in what you bring to the table. I actually hate that term because social media has ran that term into the ground. What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? I am the table, damn it. But anyway, if we don't know our worth, then we don't know what to charge people to work with us, to have us on board with them. And that means less dollars in your bank account. Not knowing your worth will cost you point blank period. 
If you are not doing your research for your industry and for the role that you do to understand what you are worth and what you should be getting paid, you are leaving money on the table. And if you don't believe that you are worth that bag, you are leaving money on the table. And I'm telling y'all in 2022, do not leave a red cent on the table because you don't have the self-confidence that it takes to ask for more money or to raise your prices. The price, yesterday's price is not today's price, ladies and gentlemen. And whether that means you need to start job hunting or whether that means you need to start looking into the next promotion or whether you need to start looking at your price points and raising those prices, whatever that means for you and your bag, it needs to get done. And it needs to start with you building your confidence and understanding what you bring to the table. Each and every woman that's listening to this podcast right now has a wealth of knowledge to bring to the table as it relates to your business, as it relates to your career, as it relates to whatever it is that you put your hands on. And when I tell you, you better not leave any money on the table this year. I mean it. I'm not playing with y'all at all. We already talked about asking for the raise. We already talked about starting the side hustle. Now make sure that you are being paid what you are worth and make sure that it is not a lack of confidence that is seeping through when you meet with clients, when you meet with your employers, when you meet with your leaders, you make sure that it is not a lack of confidence that is coming through that is allowing them to believe that you are not worth more money, okay? You are worth the entire bank, period. And if whoever it is that you are dealing with is not willing to give that to you, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. You know exactly what you have to offer and you know exactly what you should be getting paid and you should settle for nothing less. We work hard. If you weren't someone who worked hard and show up, showed up as your best self every day, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So I want you to believe each and every last thing that I am saying to you right now, you are worth it. You are worth the bigger check. You are worth the bigger pay. You are worth the bigger contract. You are worth all of it. So continue to breathe life into yourself. Continue to build your confidence to a place where no one will be able to tell you that you are not worth what you are asking for. Continuously look around and understand that you are one of a kind. There's no one built like you. There's no one who is bringing the thoughts and ideas to the table that you are. We can all be in the same industry, but guess what? There's room for all of us. There's room for all of us to succeed. And more importantly, there is room for all of us to get a bag. There's room for all of us to get to the bag here. I was raised in a household where we clap for everybody because we all know there's enough to go around. We don't, we don't subscribe to a scarcity mindset in this in this season we are not subscribing to that we are subscribing to an abundant mindset there's enough for me you and for everybody else and enough to go around for everybody we are not subscribing to scarcity there's money on the table for us money comes to us effortlessly okay we attract money i saw i saw a video the other day that <laughs> the woman said i think if money saw me in the crowd they would pick me out the crowd and talk to me, period. 
That's the best money affirmation I ever heard. If money saw me in the crowd, it would pick me to chill with, to hang out with. And I loved that. That was the best thing I could have ever heard that day because yes, yes, we're worth it. We're worth every last pretty cent. And we have to start acting like it. We have to start moving like it. We have to start commanding the room or commanding the Zoom, whatever it is that you got to command, we have to start commanding that. Because guess what? Lack of confidence, people can feel that. People can feel that. They can feel it and they can feel it coming off you. So why should I pay this woman all of this if she doesn't have enough confidence, if she doesn't feel like she's worth it? We supposed to know our worth and add tax, baby. We talked about this before. You already know. So the two things I want you to take away today is that we need to get a handle on emotionally spending, on allowing emotional spending to impact our financial goals. And we need to always know our worth. We all have bad days. We all have days where we don't perform to the top of the top. We all have days where we're just not feeling it, but that does not take away from what you are worth. That does not take away from what you deserve and what, what you should be getting out of life. It does not, one bad day does not impact the trajectory of your financial freedom journey. And so let's stop acting like that. Let's stop having a bad day and going out to spend when we know we saving up for a house and let's stop taking less than what we deserve. I mean, that applies to all things in life, in relationships, love, friendships, everything, but especially in your money, especially in your finances, especially in your career, especially in your business. If you didn't have a sign before, this is your sign, raise your prices. And this isn't just for entrepreneurs and people who own businesses. This is for people who work corporate nine to fives, regular nine to fives. This is for freelancers. This is for anybody. Name your price, know your worth and don't settle for anything less. So that's what I want to leave y'all with today. There is no settling to be done in 2022. And I know a lot of us are scared of the work. I get that. We're scared of the work, right? And if you're scared of the work, you might as well run from the money. But I understand that you're scared of the work of researching. Should I be getting paid more for what I do? You're scared to research that because you're scared of the answer because you're scared to have to have that conversation. If I raise my prices in my business, will people still buy my products? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. You are looking for a certain type of caliber in your business. You don't want just any, you don't want to do business with just anyone. So if they are not willing to pay what it is that you are charging, then that is not your target audience. That is not the client you need to be trying to do business with. Let them go on YouTube and find the knowledge for free. Quote unquote, y'all can't see me, but I'm using quotes right now. Let them go get the free game on YouTube and allow your client base to be built off of people who understand your worth. Allow yourself to work at a company that understands your worth, that understands that for what you do on a day-to-day basis, you are worth that six-figure, that seven-figure salary, okay? We are not settling for less than what we deserve in any area of our life, but especially our bag. We're not doing it in 2022, period. (laughs) Hello, somebody. So listen, 
those are the two things I wanted to leave y'all with today because it's Valentine's Day. And like I said, we could have got into a conversation about relationships and that would have been nice. And and we will down the road. But today was about self-love. Today was about understanding that putting yourself in a position to be financially fit and financially well is a form of self-love and self-care. And more women need to get in line with what that looks like for them and their lives. Okay. I know on I know on social media and on the online it all looks like self-care is hot bubble baths and drinking wine and watching Netflix. I get that and it's all cute and everything. But I want to be taking a, a bath in a hot tub in my dream house and that requires money. <laughs> okay. I want to go to brunch at the fancy spots and that requires money. Okay. I want to get manis and petties every two or three weeks and that requires money. So self-care can be or self-love and self-care could be whatever it is you identify it as, whatever it is you define it as. But do not forget to add in financial wellness under your self-care. When you think about self-care and self-love, and this, and it's love day today. When you think about self-love and self-care, I want you to keep those financial goals in that category. Because at the end of the day, financial freedom, financial wellness, and financial fitness are all a form of self-care. I thank you ladies so much for pulling up to the Rich Girls table today on Valentine's Day. I hope that whoever has plans with their partner has an amazing evening. I hope whoever has plans with their girlfriends or their friends or whatever their friend circle has an amazing day and an amazing evening. And I hope that if you're, listen, if you're home alone, cause I've been there. Okay, baby. <laughs> if you're home alone with a glass of wine and a good Netflix documentary, I hope you enjoy that baby. Because guess what? Some people don't even celebrate, right? I know some people are like, Oh, this holiday is made up or whatever, but I enjoy celebrating things like this. I enjoy celebrating love day. And I hope that you celebrate it in whichever way that you want to. Okay. Single in a relationship, um, going out with your friends, whatever that looks like. I hope that you have an amazing and a safe day and evening. And I really hope that this episode resonated with you. It's one that's near and dear to my heart because I am a huge self-care and self-love advocate. And when I realized that that, that self-care and self-love were directly correlated to financial freedom. It was like a light bulb went off and I hope that that same thing happened for you. So let's head into this week feeling good, feeling strong, showing up as the best version of ourselves and let's attack the week and have a great one, ladies. I thank you so much for joining me and I will catch you guys again next Monday. Happy Money Making Monday. Toodles. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.